Working as the Post and Courier's Clemson reporter, I get to cover some of the top teams in the nation. One of the things that makes my job really interesting is being able to be at the facility, talking to the players, getting to learn their stories. With a subscription to the Tiger Take, you'll not only get to read everything I write on postandcourier.com, but you'll also get the latest updates straight to your inbox. But more than that, you'll get insights that you won't find anywhere else. Hi, this is Gene Sapikoff, college sports editor and sports columnist for the Pulitzer Prize-winning Charleston Post and Courier, and welcome to Countdown to kick off our weekly look at Clemson football. And this week we have John Blau, Clemson football beat reporter, and we're going to talk about the Tigers' first game against Georgia Tech and looking ahead to Furman and beyond. And before we get into talking to John, I want to tell you about Mr. Blau's tremendous, excellent, terrific college football newsletter dedicated to the Tigers and to whatever the heck is going on in John Blau's life. And that is at postandcourier.com slash the tiger take postandcourier.com slash the tiger take. And John, what were your uh, early impressions of Clemson playing at the Mercedes Benz stadium, 47,000 plus fans. I think about two thirds of them were dressed in orange. And what did you think about Clemson's, Initial impressions for the 2022 season. First, I just want to say it's really weird to hear myself referred to as Mr. Blau, but I guess I'm 37 now, so that, that makes sense. Uh, let's go back to the game. Uh, yeah, it was a, a weird, weird game because obviously it's 41 to 10. So when you look at the box score, it looks like a blowout. But I mean, that was 14 to 10 in the third quarter. The offense had you know, moments where it looked a lot like last year in 2021 in terms of not able to really run the ball all that effectively or consistently. And DJ Uyunglele had some great passes, but he also had some moments of indecisiveness that we've seen um, throughout his career. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, I think I wrote it in the newsletter, actually, that I almost call this game a mulligan because there's too much good to say it was completely bad, but there's a lot of bad, too, to say it's good. So um, it's one of those games where it's an opener. Openers are hard to judge, but you don't come out feeling great or terrible about Clemson uh, after that game. We need to see more to kind of determine what they are. John Blau, let's talk a little bit about uh, the unavoidable subject that is DJ Uyunglele and Clemson's backup quarterback, the very exciting and interesting freshman quarterback from Austin, Texas, Cade Klubnick. Uh, it was hard not to notice the decisiveness and crispness and sharpness of Cade Klubnick going four for six, throwing a touchdown pass, and just the poise that he showed at Atlanta as contrasted, at least in the first half there, with a little too much 2021-type hesitancy for DJ Uyunglele. What do you think about that and how it plays forward? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's so amazing that, you know, DJ has one of his better games of his career thus far. I mean, probably maybe the Wake Forest game last year would have been better, possibly, if you want to argue it. Uh, but then Kate Klubnick has one series in junk time, and it looks so good that everybody's saying, oh, my God, maybe this is the guy who should be leading Clemson's offense. But, I mean, this is kind of a predictable thing coming in, uh, unless – DJ grew by leaps and bounds. Uh, Cade Klubnick is an, a supremely talented quarterback. We've heard about it. Um, that's why he's a five-star coming out of high school. Never lost a game uh, leading Westlake, which is Nick Foles and Drew Brees' old stomping ground. So, uh, yeah, Cade Klubnick looked incredibly um, efficient, poised, 
And I think I've heard it described by a few analysts, just a different energy when he's on the field, just the, the way he moves with his legs, just the way that he's just so, again, decisive and getting the ball out. It shows you why they're so excited about him. But obviously after the game, uh, Brandon Streeter had to face questions about, you know, is DJ uh, still the guy? Is Cade potentially going to push? And he said, you know, DJ's earned that right to be the starting quarterback. And that's the situation as of now. But we've got these two non-conference games against Furman and Louisiana Tech coming up. Uh, I would imagine that Kate Klubnick is going to get a ton of time and that is really going to bend the narrative in terms of who the quarterback should be because if Kate Klubnick is incredibly efficient and the offense just looks better with him out there, um, it's going to become an interesting conversation about what should happen next once they get back to ACC play. What are you hearing, John, about uh, Cade Klubnick and how he's fit into the Clemson football offense and system and just the whole, you know, locker room teammate wise off the field wise. Yeah. I mean, I think they talked about it in the off season that he's not, he came in not afraid to lead whatsoever. I mean, he's a, obviously a freshman. You got a quarterback in front of you and DJ, we don't go away. Um, but he's a guy when you watched him, even in spring ball, I remember just on the sidelines was very, very energetic. Uh, just in the way he would talk to his teammates, just saying, let's go, let's go guys. Like, you know, just like really, really a, a vocal leader. Um, and the coaches have said it, they've, that he's come in and really established himself as uh, a quarterback who can lead. I mean, he does that with his voice, but also his work ethic in terms of just absorbing the playbook in terms of his work ethic. I mean, if you want to talk about two really clean cut guys at quarterback, I mean, DJ Uyunglele and Kate Klubnick are both that. I mean, they're both very well liked. Um, obviously I think teammates want DJ to continue to be the guy because they like him so much that they don't want to see a situation play out where Kate usurps him. But, um, I don't think if Kate Klubnick were to become the quarterback at some point that he wouldn't have the respect of his teammates and, and definitely his coaches. John, this is really digging deep into this Uyunglele, Kate Klubnick thing as it plays forward for the Clemson Tigers. But in 2018, when Dabo Sweeney, uh, you know, replaced Kelly Bryant with Trevor Lawrence as the starter, he had as a number three quarterback, Chase Bryce, who was good enough to win games and in fact did, was the winning pitcher, if you will, against Syracuse in that season in the very first game after Kelly Bryant left the team. This time, I am not sure that you can win big games or certainly not a playoff game with Hunter Johnson or Hunter Helms or anybody else besides Uyunglele or Klubnik on that roster. Knowing that, knowing that people do transfer if they get upset after they lose their jobs. And again, this is really going on the edge of you know, speculation here, but is that going to be a factor, do you think, in Dabo Sweeney's decision about whether or not to have a new starting quarterback at Clemson? Yeah, I mean, you were definitely putting all your cards in one basket if you were to go with Cade, because then how does DJ react? You know, obviously knowing that he's probably never getting the job back. But I don't think, though, at the end of the day, if you're Dabo Sweeney, and you think Kate Klubnick is that much better at leading the offense and your ceiling is that much higher. And, and talking about the ceiling between maybe kind of squeezing your way into the CFP as opposed to being a national championship type contender. I don't think you hesitate on pulling the trigger just because you worry, well, what, what would happen with DJ? And then do we have to play with Hunter Johnson? I think, I think you roll the dice, uh, so to speak. 
and try to get the kid out there and see how he does and, and live with the consequences. So I think at the end of the day, if Kate Klubnick does emerge as the guy, I don't think you hold back from doing it just to, you know, uh, avoid a potential scenario where Hunter Johnson is the quarterback. And that being said, Hunter Johnson is a very experienced guy. I mean, I could see him being a decent caretaker type quarterback. I don't, I don't know because it's been so long since he was here at Clemson the last time. And then he had so many injuries at Northwestern. I'm, I'm not quite sure how it would play out, but uh, that's not to say that he couldn't uh, do some caretaking with a team that's obviously got a great defense. John, like I said, I think you're, I, I think you're right there. And like I said, this is really going above and beyond in speculation, but that's what we do. I think one way Dabo Sweeney could keep DJ Uwe Ungalale involved in this Clemson team, even if he goes with Kate Klubnick as a starter, is to say that, hey, whatever you do for us is going to project well at the next stop for you if you decide to leave. And also, oh, by the way, remember, we're going to have a role for you some way or another, and that national championship game is in, of all places, Los Angeles, your hometown. This is uh, postincur.com. Countdown to kickoff. It's a great look at college football each week with John Blau, the Post and Courier Clemson beat writer. And you can get his newsletter at postandcourier.com slash the Tiger Take. John, let's end this one with uh, your score prediction for the Furman game. We do that every week. I know it's uh, not a real tough one this week, but what are you looking for this week as far as the scoreboard Tigers against the Purple Paladins from Furman? Ah, let's just throw some numbers out there. Let's say uh, 52 to, should I say zero or should I give them a three just to say something happens? Uh, I'll go zero. I'll say 52 to zero. That's my guess. Well, John, that would be uh, really kind of a cool uh, reversal of what Furman did against North Greenville in their first game. So we'll, we'll go with that. John Blau is, is on the record and, uh, but not necessarily talking to Las Vegas about 52 to nothing Clemson against Furman. Talk to you next week at postoncourier.com countdown to kickoff. And one more time, check out the John Blau newsletter at postoncourier.com slash the tiger take. And for John Blau, I'm Gene Sapikoff signing off with Countdown to Kickoff.